a new episode has arrived. Janelle Auward is this week's guest and she is absolutely amazing. She is the co-owner along with her husband David of Swish and Flick Entertainment, which creates balloon arrangements, face paintings, and just things that make people smile. She shares with her, her journey from her move to California to South Dakota during 2020 and her plans for the future, which involve a very exciting new nonprofit. Take a listen and enjoy. Welcome to the Lay the Course podcast, a show featuring women in business who every day are pursuing their life's passion through their work. Inspiring stories by incredible women. And now here is your host, Kelsey Stein. Janelle, welcome. Hi. So tell me about Swish and Flick. Um, how did you get started? Tell more about the business. More about the business. I love <laughs> um, so when I was in high school, I did a lot of theater. Like most kids that didn't fit in in high school, I was either found most of the time in the drama department, the theater, or in the choir room. Um, I did a lot of singing and acting and all that fun stuff. So while I was in theater, I just really got involved a lot with theater makeup and specifically the special effects side of things. Mm-hmm. So we did lots of haunted houses. Um, we actually ran my husband and I later after, uh, after high school and stuff. And then after, um, we met, um, we ran a haunted house out of our home, which is a very <laughs> task. It was a whole lot of fun. Yeah. We really just enjoyed doing a lot of the special effects, Halloween type stuff. When we got together, he mm-hmm. actually had a background in graphic design and he played a little bit with the theater makeup and stuff himself. Mm-hmm. And when we both realized we love, we love doing it. We're like, well, how can we monetize this or make it a little bit more, um, you know, more than just one time a season or even just for productions? Because I did makeup also for a couple a couple of local productions um, in my hometown in California. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing birthday parties for friends, just pro bono. Like, Hey, my daughter has a birthday. Can you paint? Sure. (laughs) And it looked like crap. Like (laughs) I'm being totally honest. My painting was awful back then because I didn't know anything aside from like what I had done with theater makeup and special effects stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I started doing that and then people started, you know, paying me for it. And I thought, wow, this is, this is a way that we could do this year round and it it could still be very, um, you know, profitable. And then balloons came later. So funny story, actually, my husband likes to say that I created an entirely different business. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in, in some ways it is and in the same breath, it's not because so what happened with that was he actually really wanted to go to clown college when he you know, years ago when he was in college, he wanted to do that professionally when you needed certifications to become a clown. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. That is interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. So he used to want to do that. So backtrack to like, I don't even know when it was 2018. I want to say we did a Halloween party. Um, he bought, we were clowns that year and he had this (laughs) Yeah, his his shtick was this dirty biker clown. He was very <laughs> repulsive and grungy and it was just all the things and it was great. And so he bought a balloon twisting kit off of Amazon mm-hmm. because he's like, I, I know how to do balloon animals. And I said, no, you don't. That's that's <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> so he um, he bought the kit and he twisted a couple things, you know, basic things like a couple flowers and a dog or something. And I was just so interested by it. So what happened was the following year we were planning on adding it to our arsenal of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but well, we, we dropped our tax return that year from the business on a ton of balloons, like pretty much blew the whole thing to start up our balloon side of things. And then COVID hit and all the parties that I had for face painting completely evaporated Mm -hmm. and nobody wanted you to touch their face. I mean, Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I had had the balloons and I had been practicing for like two months and we did Valentine's day and we did candy cups and stuff, but that's all that we did. So, um, essentially I just really tried hard to do the balloons and I started making arrangements that could cheer people up that were in quarantine and birthdays. And we did drive by birthdays and drive by graduation. So we wands and like the whole town loved it. It was so much fun to do. And that's what kept our business afloat all throughout COVID was that. So I didn't have any face painting gigs until clear until October of last year before we moved here. And so, yeah, it's funny because he just says like, Hey, you basically created an entirely different business. <laughs> and that is wild to me. I had no idea that you'd only been doing it for two months because your arrangements are like more intense than anything I've ever seen. I'm like, how do you make that with balloons? <laughs> so that is- practice, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think a lot of it just comes from being creative anyways. It, mm-hmm. You just look at something and you're like, how can I make that out of balloons? And then sure. you watch tutorials and you start understanding this element can be used in that and vice versa. And yeah, it's just a niche weird thing. I know. <laughs> no, it's very cool. So what's the most um, uh, kind of intricate piece you've done to this point? Oh my gosh. Um, well, intricate can mean a couple different things, like difficulty wise. Mm. Um, I just posted this on our Instagram the other day, actually, was um, my one of my best friends, Emily, her stepdad, Craig's birthday was coming up last year. And obviously they couldn't do anything for it. And he's a huge Doctor Who fan. And so I did this like three foot tall Dalek for him. And wow. it was really cool, but it took a long time because it's a very kind of just tedious piece to make because it's all kind of basket weave. So it's a lot of just moving parts, but um, grand scale things we've done. Um, We've done work for the rush. We've done like big balloon garland installations. um, Lots of fun things like that. Yeah. How do you transport them? And has anything ever like popped on the way over there? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've had a couple of instances. Oh man. <laughs> um, I have a 2015 Ford Fiesta. We literally call it the clown car, <laughs> it <is laughs> but it's nice because we do have a hatchback. So if we didn't, it would probably be a lot harder. Most of the pieces that we do, we do like these big, large table takeovers, which are four feet wide and about three feet tall. And that's as big of something as I can fit in my car without having too many problems. Now I have walked my arrangements out to the car before not here um well actually yeah I have walked my arrangements out to the car here and the wind just like picked them up and took them away and then they oh. yeah and it's so devastating oh when you spend an hour or two on a piece and it's just okay that's it. <laughs> well I hope someone else found it and really treasured it for that afternoon or something <laughs> Oh man. So this has all been um, like, you started in 2018, 2020, you moved to the Black Hills. Has, was it always like the growth that it is now? Because I noticed like whenever someone says entertainment, like you are tagged everywhere on Facebook right away. Like you were the (laughs) go-to for that. (laughs) 
Yeah. So um, I came from a rather small town in uh, Northern California called Susanville, very much smaller than Rapid. And so, no, the growth wasn't always what it was because I had been doing this since 2009 when I started high school, started doing theater makeup and things. When we moved here, we had anticipated like the long-term goal was we wanted to have enough business that David could quit his job. His full-time job for the last several years has been O'Reilly's and it's just burning him out. It was always burning him out, you know, working for a corporate job. So the long-term goal was always for him to be able to quit his job and do this with me full-time. And we gave ourselves, we knew we were going to grow more here, but we didn't realize how rapidly, um, but we gave ourselves a year. And so we were expecting by like maybe November this year that he could leave and do it full time. Mm-hmm. And within six months, he was able to quit his job. And That's it was amazing. Wild. It was <laughs> wild. <laughs> what kind of a role does he play that now that he's working with you full time? So prior to him working with me full time, he's always been a really huge part of the business, just in the background. Um, and I think now more than ever, he's finally becoming more of a face of Swish and Flick. And it's that twisty mustache that he's got <laughs> always gets us trouble. And, um, but now that he is full-time with us, he is what I like to call our master balloon artist. <laughs> he yeah. does a lot of the, uh, twisting for the events that we do. And then you'll see me face painting, obviously. And then we both work in conjunction with the arrangements, just depending on how big our orders are. Like if we have holidays and stuff that are super busy, we both work hand in hand with those. Um, but he has always been like the biggest supporter of the business entirely before I kind of found what I wanted to do. I bounced back and forth between tons of jobs that I just wasn't happy at. Mm -hmm. And he was always so supportive of all the little niche things that I tried to do prior to this happening and Mm -hmm. working. And I feel like if you don't have a spouse you need a friend. You need somebody that's just going to be in your corner hundred percent of the time and be like, you know what? You are crazy, but I love it and <laughs> just run with it and it'll work out fine. And so he's always just been in the background, always working hard, always learning new things. He, he puts up with my crap a lot too, <laughs> when it comes to learning new things about the business, like the social media is kind of a challenge um, sometimes and scheduling and things like that. But I mean, overall, he is the most supportive kind, willing to learn individual I could have ever asked for as a business partner. Ah, oh, that's so great. Your business exploded. Super exciting. And then you're talking about you're currently remodeling an RV and you're planning to start a nonprofit. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, that's so exciting. Um, so we had this, this passion for a while now that we just really want to reach more people. Um, and in that capacity, most specifically people that just need a little bit of extra love and a little bit of extra sunshine and to spread some smiles to those that just are having like, you know, not the best time. And obviously with COVID, like everybody's in that boat. I am not exclusifying anybody exclusifying. That's a word. Um, I like it. (laughs) It's my word. I'm copywriting that. Um, (laughs) But really what we wanted to do was to be able to travel and do that. And it's always been big on my heart to travel. We just haven't really had the place in our lives to be able to do it until we moved to rapid. Mm -hmm. And with the, with the growth of the business and stuff, we've been looking at that Avenue a lot more seriously lately. And we thought, you know, 
now is a good time that we could really take this up and run with it. So what we decided to do was to start a nonprofit called Smiles for Miles. Mm -hmm. And what our nonprofit is essentially going to be about is providing um, pro bono entertainment and partnering with other small businesses or doing stuff with the Boys and Girls Club, doing stuff with foster family facilities. Um, We've even done some work with... Um, like my sister works for CASA. So we've done fun runs with CASA before back in my hometown, which are a whole lot of fun, just really events to bring the community together and to just have a good time and to spread. That's, that's our number one thing. We like to say that we entertain the young and young at heart. And Mm -hmm. we, our mission is to just spread smiles. I love it. And spreading it across the U.S. Like you're going to be traveling and doing that. That's so, so cool. It's really exciting, exciting work. And it's obviously a business and now the nonprofit, it's like people focused, like making people happy. Mm-hmm. What are, what are some of your like favorite experiences or stories with this work where you've there's probably a bunch of them, but if you have a few, <laughs> no, there really are. And I don't know. I just feel it's like, it's like the biggest ruse in my eyes because I, I'm the one that gets paid to just see people at their best and to make people smile and to have so much fun with them. And my husband says it too, all the time. Like, I don't understand how we can just get paid to do this, <laughs> but, um, one of my favorite stories will always be my friend, Anna, my very, very, very good friend, Anna, um, her son, he, I met him when I did an event at our local dealership a couple of years ago. His name is Jeremiah and he is the sweetest little boy on the face of the earth. Um, and so he came up to my booth and I painted him. I want to say the very first time I painted him, he was a skull and he just loved it. And he was you know, rawr in the, in the <laughs> and everything. He was just having the best time of his life. And, um, anyway, so he goes home that night and then like three months later at a Christmas event, I saw him again and he ran up and he gave me the biggest hug and I recognized him. Um, and so Anna was telling me that ever, every single night after that first time that we met, um, he would pray for his wish, wish and swish girl. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so adorable. To this day, Jeremiah is just my favorite little guy. I call him my little guy. And Anna is fantastic too. She's actually taking over. um, I wouldn't say taking over. She has created her own face painting business that I am kind of mentoring her um, to and just trying to help her get it off the ground because it's something obviously when you have such a fun business like this and you, and you leave the place that you started it, it kind of leaves a little bit of a hole in the community. And so she, she talked to me about that a lot and was like, Hey, I really feel like I could be a part of this. Um, I want to try, could you maybe give me pointers and some, you know, help? And I said, absolutely. So I just love her and I love her little guy so much. And that's one of my favorite, favorite memories. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's so sweet. And I love that you're passing it on. And I've always been a firm believer like that too. Um, we've mentioned it a lot to people just, you know, since we've lived here that 
success to us is very much taking everybody else with us. Mm-hmm. I w- I've never really been the person that wants to look at another person in whatever field it is. Like if I sold cars, I didn't look at somebody that sold cars and think that I was better than them. I always wanted to bring other people to the top with us because it's a whole lot more fun and there's always room at the top for everybody. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's such, <laughs> a good, it's such a good point. I'm, I love your attitude and your people first and it's great. Um, so you're mentoring people, which is amazing. With your journey, how is there anything that stands out that has mentored you into uh, maybe not necessarily business, but just kind of your outlook that I feel like feeds into all your business? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I have a very, very, very close friend. Her name is Chris Savati, and she's always been like a second mom to me. She's always supported me in a way that has made me feel like I can really take anything, any idea that I've ever had and just run with it. Mm-hmm. And anytime I bring up anything to her, she's like, okay, it doesn't surprise me that you're doing so great with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, and my godmother, Deb, is the same way. She, she and I talk every single morning at seven or eight o'clock in the morning. And we just follow up with what's going on in my life. And she's so interested and just always wants to always wants to know what's going on. Um, but just people in general, I, I feel like there's not, I don't know. I'm the type of person that picks and pulls from different people and mm-hmm. the inspiration that they firsthand can give. And so it's not one person necessarily that inspires me, but just a whole lot of people, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like the good qualities in everyone or the, because yeah. everyone has them. There is something with every person that you can take from. Yeah, you can learn from anybody as long as you're receptive to learning from them. Um, and so even since moving here, like there's so many people I could name. Shana Hargens, for example, she is fantastic. I know she's been on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, she has opened my eyes to really seeing the value in my work and taking myself seriously as an entrepreneur, um, you know, not, not settling. It's really, it's really hard sometimes to see your worth and to think at the end of the day, like, am I really doing everything right? Like what makes me better than somebody else? And I don't try to think that way. I don't think that I'm ever better than anybody, but that I just want to try and help somebody if they need help. And that's what Shana has always done for me. And, and like I said, Deb and Chris, they're just always there in every capacity possible. Awesome. Such a good support system and just throughout life. (laughs) Um, Well, that is really cool. It sounds like such a good move when you moved. Well, I mean, you were enjoying it to like California, but it seems like you met so many great people here with your move and now on to the next places. (laughs) I know. It's funny because you don't realize, like, I never, I never realized that we would just be moving again or not necessarily moving because we, we anticipate leaving South Dakota and coming back um, as our home base. So when it warms up, obviously (laughs) back over here, but our idea is to kind of be snowbirds, but really nice. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't, you don't move somewhere with the anticipation of ever leaving. I don't think at least like we didn't, we didn't poke at South Dakota and say, yep, we're going to be there for, you know, a year and then we're going to move on. But in the same breath, I, I'm the explorer, the type that, you know, just really wants to go and check out, check out new things and try new experiences and live the, the dream, I guess. 
do you feel like you're living the dream? Is this five years ago today, looking at now, what would your old self think? <laughs> oh my gosh. Where was I five years ago? <laughs> Um, yeah, my, my old self would be pretty thrilled. I think I, um, used to be the finance manager for a fairly large dealership in my hometown and I was miserable. I worked six days a week. I made a ridiculous amount of money for having no knowledge and I blew every cent of it. And I had no self-worth. I had very little to show for my life. And if I could go back and tell that young girl, like, Hey, it'll be okay. And you are going to move mountains that you didn't think were possible and make connections that are far greater than anything you could ever imagine right now. Oh, that's great, man. That is so interesting thing about, um, how much you can change in five years and how you can achieve things that you never even like dreamed of, like that would happen. Like, did you ever think you'd be traveling in the nonprofit and then, starting two businesses. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was always like at the forefront of my mind that, I don't know, my husband says this a lot. And I think to an extent, it's very true that uh, we were just too big for the fishbowl that we were in and to move on to something that was much, much grander than we could ever have thought of was just mind boggling. But I don't know. Yeah. Five, five years doesn't sound like a long time. I was just talking to my best friend and she just celebrated her six year wedding anniversary. And I was married the year before she was. And we were talking like we've been friends for eight years now. And that's so wild. It doesn't feel like eight years. And I don't know. It goes by so rapidly. (laughs) So through, I guess now we're talking about how time goes by so fast. What were some challenges you've had with starting the business or the move within those years? And how did you kind of overcome them? Um, man, where do I even start? (laughs) I think with starting any business up, there's, um, there's a lot of challenges for me specifically centered around, I guess the expectation that you hold on yourself first and that everybody else holds on you secondly. Mm -hmm. What I kind of mean by that is when we moved here, one of the things I was most excited about is that moving to a new area gives you the opportunity to kind of really be whoever you want to reinvent yourself as a person. And nobody has any preconceived notions of you knowing, you know, who you were when you were in high school and all the, you know, weird things you did or (laughs) person you were the geeky girl and, and, you know, high school in the theater class, like I was. Um, and so starting up a business, I feel like almost, um, in my hometown specifically where it was very, very small and everybody knew one another, you're looked at differently. Like I know who you were when you were a little girl, when you were, you know, a pain in the butt to your mom, when you were in high school, whatever it was. So it, it really kind of puts a little bit of pressure on you to, to be better than what everybody is expecting you to turn out. Like, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense, I hope that makes sense. Cause it does to me. <laughs> no, that really does make sense. Especially when sometimes there's that attitude of that people don't change, but people do change like so much. So it is, 
being in the same town where everybody knows you, it's like you really have to push back on. I'm different than I was then, especially when you're talking about when you were like very young fighting with your mom as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm not proud of those moments, but you do realize that I am an adult now. <laughs> I make money and I make decisions and I am a contributing member to society now. <laughs> I drink my milk and it's fine. <laughs> right, right. More like wine now, but same thing. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, well, that is so. So then you grew up in California, the town you just moved from. You grew grew up the whole time there. That was my home. Yeah. I spent 26 years of my life there. Wow. So why South Dakota? What made you pick here to move? So my husband's dad actually was from the Piedmont area. Um, His parents got a divorce. He moved out to Piedmont. His mom stayed back in Redding, California. And so he would split his summers coming back and forth here as a kid. And so when we um, were deciding on places that we wanted to move to, um, he's like, you know, I've always wanted to go back to the Black Hills. It was just so enchanting and I loved it so much. And, you know, he just had so many good memories from here. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm totally down. Let's do it. I was totally nervous too, but (laughs) I I definitely trusted that everything he said was going to be totally fine. Sure. Was that your first time coming up here? Did you come back? It really, oh man, what were your first first impressions? Like it's pretty. pretty. (laughs) Here's the issue, right? And I love South Dakota. It's growing on me so, so much in such wonderful ways. But the problem is we moved here in November and when everything is dead and then the cold starts. And to be honest, the weather has been very much um, like Northern California, where Mm -hmm. we're from. So the only thing different is like, holy hell, the wind is intense, man. (laughs) (laughs) everything is very nailed down (laughs) so how'd you and David meet then and when you met did you know you two were both into similar things um you know well let me let me start here so I bought a jalopy and he was a mechanic I mean that's honestly (laughs) I had a 94 Volkswagen Jetta and it was a pile and I was uh, working at a hotel at the time as a receptionist and I swear to you I was in and out of that store he worked at O'Reilly's again like I said Mm -hmm. Um, I was in and out of his store like at least three or four times a week because I had something wrong with my car and having a Jetta people didn't work on them where we lived very much. So I was kind of stuck to my own devices. My dad lives in Oregon and I didn't even know how to change a tire. I'm not the, I'm not the car savvy person at all. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So I bought a jalopy. He was a mechanic and he fixed my car a whole bunch for me. And one thing led to another. Yeah. And then he, I I don't, well, yeah, you know, I feel like right away we knew that we were really compatible with our ways of thinking and being creative and things like that, because we used to go out to dinner, like the first couple of weeks of our relationship, we would go out to dinner and pretend to be different characters and talk in different accents and (laughs) and it was so much fun. And we, we still do that to this day. I mean, we were just in target last night acting a fool because why not? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so fun. Oh, it's so cool. So he didn't really like O'Reilly's at the end, but it was meant to be that he worked there at one point. Absolutely. A hundred percent. We think O'Reilly's for our relationship. 
Way to go, O'Reilly's. I hope something with your wedding was involved with O'Reilly's. No, no. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Um, well, that's awesome. I I love the. How is the remodel going with the? Is it an RV or a camper? Or is that the same thing? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm still getting used to what I call it because we had originally we bounced back and forth the idea of getting um, like a shuttle bus and completely just making the layout our own. But turns out shuttle buses are more expensive than just buying something that's already plumbed, already has electrical in it and stuff. So mm-hmm. we're renovating it. So it's a, I believe it's a 97 Fleetwood Tioga and um, it's in really good shape mechanically. We're not worried about anything like that. And again, I married a mechanic, so he's good with that. It's <laughs> really nice. <laughs> Convenient. Um, but the renovation is going well. Um, David is putting in so much work into this thing. I, I am just completely amazed at his ingenuity at everything he does. It seems like I don't completely know everything he's capable of doing until he just goes and does it. And then I'm just like, wow, that was cool. I do something like that. So I'm waiting for my portion of the renovation to come along where I'm holding a paintbrush because that's pretty much what I'm good at. (laughs) Are you doing any form of, uh, like, as you do face paint, very intricate things? Do you have any like design plan for the outside of the bus? Oh, well, we had talked about painting it one solid color in the beginning and then doing um, there's like a big open back space on the very back of it because there's no back window in the bedroom area, um, which is nice. It's a big canvas. So we're thinking of putting a big Smiles for Miles logo on the back of it. Very cute. We also have an idea um, to do a fundraiser at some point. And part of that fundraiser will have um, just white paint and have everybody come with their kiddos and have the kids dip their hands in the white paint and put a handprint on the side of the RV too. Oh, very cool. Oh, that's so fun. What's your timeline that you're thinking? Um it'll be ready or is it kind of one of those like maybe soon maybe not (laughs) well um we did put in our 60-day notice with our apartment complex because our (laughs) lease is up on september 5th so we will be moved in before september 5th um so i think we have just seven weeks and counting now which is exciting and also Mm -hmm. kind of nerve-wracking because i'm looking around our house going wow there's so much shiny to get rid of still (laughs) And he's going, wow, there's so much we still need to do in the, in the RV. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's okay. It doesn't have to be like fully polished before you move in. <laughs> no, when we moved here, actually, it was way more um, quick than this. Um, I think by the time we move into the RV, we will have had the RV three and a half or four months at that point. But when we decided we were going to move, we picked the city and we sold all of our stuff. And then he left October 1st. Um, cause O'Reilly's wanted him here a little bit sooner than me. Cause I spent the month of October back home because Halloween's always our busiest season usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did everything within two and a half months. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a big, uh, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> uh, so what are you most excited about when you, uh, when you move in, are you planning to start right away, like start going and setting up fundraisers? We want to have a couple of fundraisers um, before we take off for the winter months. Um, mm-hmm. We will be here through the end of October. We decided we're going to stay here for October this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then after that, we're going to head back to the West coast to go see, um, our family and spend a little bit of time with them and then really hit the nonprofit full force in probably December. We will have a couple of events, um, for smiles for miles, probably here in, in September, August. Oh, fine. Okay, good. I'm about to stop by. <laughs> that will be cool. So uh, you've had some success. You're living your best life. You and David, it sounds like. I love it. What kind of like advice would you give someone else that's trying to start just even a business or specifically your industry business? I think the biggest piece of advice I could ever offer would be that you just have to be passionate enough about what you're doing for it to work. Because if you're not, it's not going to be any different than working a nine to five anywhere else for anyone else. And so a piece of advice that has always helped us and motivated us and really just opened so many doors for us has been the phrase, what's the worst that's going to happen? Nobody's going to (laughs) die. And I swear to you, we say that phrase probably five to 10 times a week. And it's always, it really always calms us down a lot. So for anybody that's wanting to start any sort of business, whether it be something artistic so that you can leave your nine to five job, or if you want to create, um, you know, a job that you're going to work nine to five, but it's your job that you're putting in the effort for, just give it your all. Because at the end of the day, you can't fail if you tried If you tried, then that just means that it didn't work out and then you can move on to the next thing. But if you live your whole life wondering what if, then you're just going to be miserable with that thought and having to live with that would just be terrible. So what's the worst that's going to happen if you do it and it doesn't work out? Nobody died. (laughs) Like It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> just don't try to be a surgeon without experience first or something right. like that. yes disclaimer <laughs> i am not anybody like that <laughs> no but that is such a good point like that is such good advice of like something seems super super overwhelming and it's like okay well what's really gonna happen like that might be an hour late or something like that right well and like you had asked me earlier um if I had, I don't remember exactly what you said, but paraphrasing, you said, what was like the biggest problems that you've had with, with the balloons or something mm-hmm. like I've, I have completely misscheduled people by accident in my phone. Like when David first came on with me full time, we started integrating a new calendar and my, I used to be, and I still am at heart and I do for my own personal stuff, but I'm a paper planner. I love doodling. I love doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to transition all of my calendar work over to um, the digital stuff. And it just didn't transpose correctly. And I missed probably two or three different clients that I had arrangements for that were going to take me two hours to do. And they called me or messaged me and they're like, Hey, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And I'm like, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) But again, at the end of the day, two things are going to happen. They're going to be totally understanding and then it's going to be okay. And you would have stressed for nothing or two, they're going to be kind of pissed off, but you can't do anything in the moment for that situation other than say, I'm sorry. I, and try and make it better. It is what it is. And so you can move on. So if ever you have anything huge in your life, that is like a distant kind of thing that is causing you stress my, um, like I said, Chris, she's kind of like a, a second mom to me. She always used to say, why would you stress over something more than one time? Because then you're stressing about it twice for no reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I love that. 
Well, this is such a great conversation. I I feel like I learned so much about your business. So many like great pieces of advice that I'm going to take to heart, especially that last one. That was fantastic. Um, where can people find you and where can people follow you as you travel across the U.S.? Well, perfect. Um, so we're on Facebook as Swish and Flick Entertainment, kind of like Harry Potter, um, except it's and it's in, so Swish and Flick Entertainment, and same with Instagram. And in the future, we might be starting up another Instagram or a TikTok or something all about what it's like to live full time in an RV with two dogs and being traveling entertainers. Oh, please do. <laughs> oh, well, awesome. Thanks so much again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the Lay the Course podcast brought to you by Vela Creative Co. Connect with us at laythecoursepodcast.com or on Instagram at laythecoursepodcast. Until next time.